The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bromigos. What's going on, everybody? It is Above the Dave. Welcome to another episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about my very first Twiddle show. That's right, I saw Twiddle with Eggy opening, and then I went to two more Eggy shows in California right after that, and I'm going to get into it. And in fact, I actually have Jake and Mike of Eggy here today, and they're going to pop in the studio. We're going to chat for a little bit. Following that, I have Tapioca Pudding Project back in the house. That's right, Jay Dead and Charlie from TPP are back to give me an update on what's going on with Tour Life as a 186th tier jam band, and they're going to be dropping an incredibly mediocre new track. Following that, we have Scrambled Greg Ormond of Pigeons playing ping pong in the studio, and he is hyped up. So, Papa Zanny and dream of your granny. It's another episode of The Lot You know, I'm often interrupted when I am recording these podcasts more than you could ever imagine. I'm in Los Angeles, right in the center, and the amount of times I've had to stop recording because a police helicopter was circling overhead would blow your mind. And the amount of times that I had to stop because some dude with a loud car, and you know it's a dude, it's a dude every time. Uh, only dudes, only dudes do the rock the loud cars. Uh, some guy with a, a loud car that sounds like a motor car, but if you actually looked at it, is just some kind of like old Hyundai that's got some like motor that has to be <laughs> just like making every animal in every apartment nervous as it drives by. That's cool. Um, so the amount of times that, that happens is pretty phenomenal. Um, but that's it. You know, you can't um, you can't predict stuff. Things happen that you, uh, you you can't anticipate happening. And I bought two tickets to see Twiddle on their what is now their their last tour this year. And because I want to check them out and and Eggy was opening and I want to see Eggy because I'm a Connecticut boy. I want to see what these guys are up to. And so I was pretty pumped on it. I got two tickets, one for me and one for my fiance. And I can say this, you know, you don't know sometimes things that are going to play a role in your night. That's what going out is. That's what living is. Life throws you curveballs. And on this particular night, it was really, really raining and dumping rain in Los Angeles. It's been a really cloudy, rainy year, really the entire year of 2023. And this show, uh, it was really coming down. And I was taking my fiance to the show. She actually listened to some twiddle that I played for. And, and she was like, oh, I think I like this. I think I might really like this. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I said, all right, well, we got to get there early because I want to see Eggie. And uh, I think we made dinner. She might have made dinner. I made dinner. And I'll be honest with you. We got into an argument. And I don't even know today saying this. I don't even know what it was about. I know that whatever it was, we hashed it out. We chatted for a while. But because we got into that argument, we did not eat. We didn't eat food. Uh, we, we, it definitely threw off uh, our vibe a little bit 
for long enough and then kind of killed our appetite slash we didn't really have time to eat. And now we're going to the show. We're committed to going to it. We're still on time. We get in the car and dumping rain and we drive to the Sunset Strip. So I'm kind of going into this show in a different mindset maybe. I, I don't really look back on it thinking I was, but I know going into that, I was like, uh-oh. But then it really wasn't. It was actually a really pleasant, wonderful time, but we were now super hungry and also on a pretty strict diet. We did like a pretty strict diet like January and February. So we weren't eating a lot of bad stuff. And so once we got to the venue, the only things you could eat were, unfortunately, things that uh, we were not going to enjoy on this particular evening. And I remember getting a very lucky with a parking spot and right across from the venue. And we get in there and, man, we, we started seeing people eating these chicken tenders and tots. And we were just like staring at these tendies and these tots just like, uh just like, we can't break the cleanse. <laughs> can't eat the tendies. And so we were so hungry. We're like, oh, damn it. We came to this jam band show hungry. You know, now I'm high and there's tendies and I can't do it. But really, that was the only that was the only negative of the night. So Eggy comes on first and they were solid. They were they didn't blow my mind. They were solid guys uh, who seemed really fucking into it. I've listened to them a bunch in the last year and I didn't know what I was going to think watching them live. And I was definitely impressed. Um, I think I felt like, hmm, I feel like I need to see more of this. I don't know if I can judge this accurately. And I did. And now I feel like I can. Um, and I'll get to that in a second. But they were a really solid start. But first, just want to talk about Twiddle. I went in with pretty low expectations. I've known of Twiddle for quite some time. I did listen to a little bit of them before I went to this show. And I didn't think it would especially resonate with me. And, you know, I'll say this. I was actually pretty damn impressed with Twiddle. All of the musicians are fantastic. The music is generally complicated enough and fun rhythmically. There's a lot of different changes, which I appreciate. I like the complex compositions. Twiddle plays with a ton of energy and everybody on stage is playing hard. The drummer's rocking real hard. Bass player's beast. And Mahali is all about shredding. And so I like that. I prefer my guitarist to have some shred in them. And so this guy, I mean, he comes out and he is soloing hard and shredding hard. And these guys are doing a ton of great, cool compositional shit and mixing it up and keeping you dancing. That's big for them. They do a lot of stuff that's just got you, that can get you moving. Um, I, I'm all for, they, they cover all the bases, really, that you need to cover for a jam band. And the one thing on top of that that they have over many jam bands is Mahali has a wonderful, wonderful singing voice. He can really belt. I was like, holy shit. You know, I've been dragging my fiance to these jam band shows, and she's like, you know, she thought Goose could sing. And I was like, you know, sure. But, you know, she's definitely kind of shakes her head a little bit when she hears generally jam bands try to sing. But I do take her maybe to some, to some poor examples of that. But I do think that really Mahali, what he has, it's different. Like, there are plenty of jam bands that can sing. Eggy can sing really well. But Mahali belts. Like, he's like a, he like belts fucking, like, like a ballad type singing. Really stretches it. And it is pretty cool to see. It's cool to see someone who can like really sing, kind of scream sing, while also shredding and, and jamming. That's, you just don't get all of that really too often at all. In fact, I would probably say he's one of the better lead singers in the jam band world. He's got some real rock and roll vocals there. Lyrically, it's kind of, that's kind of where I wasn't as pumped. I think it kind of went between kind of that absurdist, uh, nonsensical jam band type vocals to more like sentimental, maybe borderline cheese 
on the lyrics when it came to like some of the slower tunes. So uh, I think the songs have heart. I just don't know if I give a shit about the songs that is that have heart as much. I wish I did. I don't know why. When it sometimes I'm I I wonder if just, that's just a blind spot for me. Maybe I know that actually a lot of his fan base definitely love his songwriting, especially. I think that's actually one of the huge selling points for his fan base. They love the songwriting, and they do love that ballady type stuff that he can do the slower stuff so what would be considered something that turns me off a little bit is what honestly is what turned a lot of people on to twiddle was that exact thing so everybody's looking for different things you know so i I don't even know if i i wouldn't even say it's like a weakness it's just something personally i wasn't as excited about when when it gets a little it sounds a little corny at times for me lyrically but overall i mean (laughs) Playing, they believe really, really well. Like, it was a fucking fire show. And I think a lot of people who are giving Twiddle a shot, from what I'm seeing, are uh, actually really impressed with what they what they got and are kind of like, damn, should these guys break up? But it's probably pretty hard to be in a jam band for 17 years. And I get it. And I, and I wish them the best. All of the band members are super talented and should definitely, if they're not looking to stop playing music, they should definitely go and do some other stuff. I know the drummer is with Marble Eyes. I know that's like a side project thing with a bunch of really talented musicians. And I'm sure some other pairings will happen in the future with some of these other band members as well. So if you have one band that's that's wrapping things up and then there was another band Eggy, that is just getting things going. I've had my eyes on Eggy, uh, as a lot of people have. They There's a ton of heat on them, and a lot of these West Coast people who were going to those Twiddle shows were also definitely looking to check out Eggy. And I know from talking with some of my L.A. people that were there, they were super impressed. In fact, so much so that uh, me and another homie who I, who I know was at that sh- Twiddle show, both of us separately, without talking to each other, decided that uh, we were going to roll to Eggy doing their first ever headlining show in California. They were headlining the Old Town Pub in Pasadena, a tiny little pub. I haven't been there, I don't think, in all my time in L.A., so I just got one ticket, just me this time, cruised out, smoked a little weed before walking into just this small, awesome little club where uh, Eggy was just getting things going, and this is what I can say about that second time I saw Iggy. This was like maybe two weeks, not even, after the Twiddle show, uh, maybe 10 days. I was like, I don't know where I stand with Iggy after that opening set. It felt really fast, and I think I need to see more of them, and I can see more of them, a whole show that they're headlining, and it was just like a $10 ticket, you know? So I was like, this seems like a great opportunity for me to like really get an understanding of of what this band can do. And holy shit. Holy shit. Eggy fucking destroyed. They rocked so hard. They are honestly really one of the best bands that are coming up. And I did not include them in my uh, previous season's top five new jam bands, but I can say that they definitely uh, need to be considered up there with any other of the new acts. Their songwriting is solid. The jamming is intricate. It's jamming that almost feels like it breaks down as much as it builds up, which is so fun and so cool to see. You see that in one particular jam, they could break it down to such a low and then bring it up into a fever pitch. They're really so locked in and tuned in with each other. It's such a joy, really, to see that. And so they fucking destroyed this Old Town Pub, honestly. Everybody who went to that was thoroughly impressed. I I had to be. Uh, I know I talked to the homie after that show, and he was just just floored. And then Fish comes into town just another week or so after that, and I see all three nights of Fish. The first night of Fish after party at the Bourbon Room. Hollywood Boulevard, really cool club, really cool spot. Never been to a show there. You could just walk down from the Nitrous Walk 
from the Hollywood Bowl to, to Hollywood Boulevard. And you just like a couple blocks away was this bourbon room. And it was just ends up getting packed with all of these fish heads. And it was. It was packed, sold out. And Eggy just absolutely slayed it again. Crushed it again. Made so many fans. Super cool. And so it's kind of funny. I don't know the last time that I saw the same band like three times at three different places over like just a, you know, a two month span or whatever it was. But I did it for Eggy and and I am totally on board now. I think they are the real deal. And there's something about them, and I don't know what it is, but they are, like, so locked in with each other. And I and I talked to them, and I told them this, and, you know, I said, you got to come on the podcast and talk a little bit about what is this eggy magic that's happening on stage. So we have them here in the studio. I want to bring them out so we can talk with them for just a couple minutes of their time. They're busy guys. They're doing a ton of shows all over the place. They're making moves left and right, breaking Connecticut records, and making new music, gonna drop albums, lots of things happen to Fraggy. And here today, we have the bass player for Eggy, his name's Mike, and the guitar player, and his name's Jake. So let's let's bring out Mike and Jake from Eggy, everybody. Hey, what's going on about the Dave? What's going on, dude? Hey, Mike. Hey, Jake. What's up, man? Not much, guys. So good to be here. Yeah, so you guys are one of the hottest new jam bands, and that's got to be super exciting, huh? Yeah, well, you know, we're just right now trying to focus on getting better and work on our music. Yeah, totally. No, that's that's what you're going to want to do right now. And what I like about you guys is that you're writing really fun stuff and smart stuff, and you're really having fun up there. Like, you guys are really locked in with each other in a way that you just don't see with a lot of jam bands anymore. With You just don't see with bands and general just just being absolutely in the zone like you guys are yeah well that's just the thing you know it's just like jake's so good at his guitar you know it's just like when i'm on stage with jake i'm just like i'm just watching him because he's just so good and you know i just oh man just love this guy <laughs> thank thank you mike yeah I, I love you too man it's it's great to play with you and just lock in with you and and, and watch you and and do what you do best man you're really really sick bass player i fucking love you man <laughs> That's how I feel, man. I'm just, I'm just up there, and I'm just like, oh God, you know, just, oh, I love my brother so much, and I'm having so much fun up there. Yeah, yeah, I can see, I can see that you guys are really enjoying uh, playing with each other, and I can tell because you know, not only do I see that, but you can hear it in the music. If you're, you know, being at a Negi show, you you hear all these notes coming back and forth being played from different people in the band. And it is just taking away notes and putting in creating space and then following the lead and doing all this like really intricate, cool, minimalist type jam stuff. And then you guys will just lock in on a groove and then just and just take off. I love that, man. You guys really have a lot of cool elements of man. I don't even I don't even know who to compare you to. I'm not trying to be compared to anybody, you know. I'll tell you right now, Mike, no one compares to you, man. No one compares to you. You're the best. There's no other Mike. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, man. That that means a lot. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, yeah, I'm I'm a big part Eggy, you know? I like I like to think that, but without Jake, there's no Eggy. And I mean that, dude. I fucking love you. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, that's that that means a lot, man. Thank you. Thank you for that, Mike. I I mean, I don't know if I agree with that. I think I'm you know, just as just as valuable as any other member of this band, but not more important. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but you know, without Mike, there is no Eggy. I'll say that. I mean, I just, I just couldn't imagine going even one s- single day without Mikey. I just break down. Oh wow, that's 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 some heavy shit, man. Mike, how do you how do you feel about that? <laughs> that's how I feel. That's how I feel, man. Fucking love Jake, dude. It's like a brother to me, man. But like, but like a father. But like a brother, father's son, <laughs> grandpa. You know, he's he's like 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 slash dog. Like just my, he's my everything. Love you, dude. I fucking love you. I love you, man. I love you. This is uh, this is this is really beautiful right now. I uh, 
I fucking love you guys. What? Huh? What? I, we, we just met you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I, uh, I know. <laughs> I know. I was just kidding. I don't, I don't love you guys. It's like, that'd be way too soon. Yeah, anyway, I was saying that, uh, you know, I'm just really, really blessed to be playing with some of the best musicians and deepest, dearest friends. I mean, we're really, really good friends at, you know, with Eggy. It's all love. It's all family. I love every single one of my brothers, especially Mike. Oh, dude. You know, when I'm on that stage and I'm just playing the bass, like, it's like I'm fingering my heart. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Oh, oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I'm playing guitar, it's like, it's like I'm just plucking my heartstrings. Exactly. Yeah, see, Jay gets it. So when I'm on stage, I'm not playing a bass, you know, I'm just, I'm fingering my heart. And I look at Jake and I just, it's like I'm hitting just notes of my heart to my brother. That's why the music of Eggy is so good. I'm gonna have to agree with Mike on that. Yeah, when I'm plucking on my, my heartstrings, and I'm in the groove, and the groove is hot, and the groove is tight, and I'm looking at Mike, and we're staring down at each other, and we get close, and I bring my guitar close to his bass, and we just do basically some sort of stare down with each other on stage as we are playing every note perfectly, back and forth, and then I turn to my brother, who's on drums, and we stare deep in each other's eyes, and we just bring the jam to a blistering climax. <laughs> You know, that's, that's, that's love, man. That's eggy love. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's fucking, that's fucking serious, dude. Man, Jake said it, dude. Yeah. Man, so you guys really are that connected. That's so cool. Cause, you know, as a fan who's seen you now three times, I, I would watch you in the audience and I would watch these guys and I was like, man, these guys are fucking locked in they're really, really listening to each other. And uh, it, it makes for some really smart, fun music. And that's that's what we're looking for in our jam bands. We're looking for that energy, playing with dark and light, playing with fast and slow, playing with minimalist and maximalist. Is that a thing? I don't know. That's that's what we're getting from, from you guys. And I think we only get that because you guys really do put in the work with each other. I mean, we are all those things above the Dave. But I don't even look at it as work, honestly. I haven't looked at it one single day with Eggy as as, a, as my job. I do it. I do it for the love. I do anything for these guys. If Mike told me tomorrow that he killed a man, I'd say, "Well, then give me a shovel." Yeah, man. And if Jake came to me and said, "Hey, I got us a bunk bed," I would look at him in the eye and I'd say. Bottom or top? Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's not really a fair example, Mike. I, I actually did do that recently. Oh, oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, this actually did go down recently, yeah. And I did say bottom. That's right. I sleep on the top of the bunk bed. That's right. Man, I forget. It takes a while for jam bands to really take off, I guess. So you guys are doing that bunk bed thing right now? We're actually doing really well financially. Uh, the band just keeps making more and more money. We all live in the same spot, but we all have our own bedrooms. Yeah, we just thought it'd be cool to have bunk beds about the Dave. Yeah, no, yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds fun, right? We got ones for the whole band. All of us sleep in the same bedroom, all in bunk beds. Oh, cool. And the other rooms are just kind of like where we like jam and kind of like read. Oh, okay. Well, Mike and Jake from Eggy, it's uh, it's been great having you here on the podcast. You know, I I really am now a hardcore Eggy fan. I don't know if that makes me like a Yolk folk or what do you, I don't know if you have a name for us yet. I like Yolk folk. I could do that. Yeah, you think that was good? Well, we'll, we'll think about it. We'll work on that, I guess. But I know that there's going to be more and more people who are on board with, with this Eggy thing. I know you got a lot of new music coming out. And I know that you guys have a really solid foundation as a bunch of guys who really, 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 really like each other. Yeah, at our core, we're just four guys who borderline in love with each other. If I could have taken Jake to prom, I would have. Noted, Mike. Thank you. Well, Mike, Jake, Obeggy, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It has been a pleasure. Please come back again, and I will see you guys next time I can see you guys. 
Mike and Jake from Eggy, everybody. All right, coming on to the podcast next. It's everyone's favorite 212th tier jam band, Tapioca Pudding Projects, Jay Dead and Charlie. Jay, how we doing, man? Can't believe this podcast is still going. It's fucking tunnel trash. Yeah, it's still going, man. It's still still going strong, actually. I mean, it's going. I don't know about strong. Pretty trash. I don't know. Charlie, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. You guys picking up steam? Yeah, we got up to like 70k followers on Instagram. Oh, really? Let me see here. Dude, I can see here it says 70. You have 70 followers on Instagram. Yeah, we have 70 followers and they all do gay. Okay, so uh, you guys are here in the studio and you have another Tapioca Pudding Project track to debut here on the podcast, right? Right. Yeah, sure do. Is it Straight Flames, Jay? It's Rick Flames, bitch. Are you putting your haters to rest? Oh, yeah, we're... Wait, was that a pudding pun? Yeah, it was. Yeah, those haters be putting their foots in their mouths. One time, during his show, some guy screamed out, more like crappioca. And everyone laughed at us. Not everyone, Charlie, shut up. It's like two idiots who I'm pretty sure weren't even really, like, even listening that much. Jay ran off the stage crying as they laughed. Yeah, right. I had to take a massive dump. Everyone knew that. Then why didn't you come back? Okay, guys. Well, it sounds like Tor has been pretty sick, huh? Yeah, dude, actually has. Been raging super hard, banging even harder. Yeah? Oh, yeah, dude. You still with, uh, Katiania or whatever? I'm just single and living that rock star lie. I mean, life. Cool. And you, Charlie? I'm out here just disappointing these hoes, ATD. Oh, yeah, Charlie? Yeah. I got no idea what I'm doing, and most every lady I'm with agrees with that. Well, hey, man, you know, at least you're trying, and, you know, at least, uh, you know, you're in a band, right? Yeah, I'm in it for the music. As you should be, Charlie. And to show my dad I'm not a loser. Well, I don't know if that's going to work out. So you guys got a new track? Yeah. Yeah, it's a new one. It's called Bloomfield. Bloomfield. That kind of sounds familiar. Who's got a track that sounds like that? Uh, pretty much no one. I don't think anyone's ever had a track called Bloomfield. Pretty, pretty sure that's their first one ever. Oh, yeah, no, I was thinking of uh, Dripfield. That goose, goose song, Dripfield. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure we wrote this first. Well, this is a brand new track that hasn't even been released ever and debuted today. Uh, yeah, but I, like, thought of it when I was, like, three or four years old, so I'm pretty sure it was there before Dripfield. Uh-huh. Anyway, Dripfield's trash, you know? Goose is trash. Like, don't even compare this to Goose, dude. I, I would not do that to Goose. Uh, so, okay, so you got this new track. It's called Bloomfield. Anything you want to say about it? I play guitar! Yeah, we knew that, Charlie. Yeah, it's pretty much just like the most fire track ever. Yeah, and if you have a dick, uh, it's probably going to give you a boner. And if you got a puss, yeah, it's probably going to get pretty wet. So that's pretty much what I can tell you about this track. All right, well, that's pretty much all you need to know. So let's get to it. It's the new track from Tapioca Pudding Project, and it's called Bloomfield. Let's give it a listen. And what was still If I could climb back up that hill Could we see Beyond the break of day How to stop And where to begin I feel summer creeping in It's like I am you And you are shilling me Holding tight Holding on Ran so fast like ten miles long Beads of sweat Dripping from my brow What could have been a love so real I gave you my banana to peel And look at us, where has time gotten me now?
driving by just passing through Had to stop to take a deep breath of air The best of friends, so simple when We would stay up all night in the den Now far apart, we hardly even call At the drop of a dime, at the shot of a gun I'd take off back to all that fun Just give the word, you'll see me come round the bend And if winter's here and the roads aren't clear Don't worry your head, my sweet little dear It's okay, we can stay warm by the fire Bloomfield from Tapioca Pudding Project. First thought I'm going to just throw out there, guys. Wow. Uh, that actually sounded way better than the last track you brought in last season. Is TPP maturing? 
<laughs> yeah, I just farted. Damn it, Charlie. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I'm definitely trying to write, like, more mature lyrics that, you know, kind of talk about, like, where we are in the world and, like, like what are we doing with our lives and stuff like that. That's really deep stuff, Jay. Yeah, except it kind of just sounds like an Eggy song with, like, a goose jam. Listen, if it sounds like another jam band, it's because they're they're just, like, riding our wave. No, we're not trying to sound like Eggy. We're not trying to sound like Goose or anything like that. We're just being ourselves tapioca, you know? Opposite of trash. And we got a sick new drummer. Oh, shit, you did? Yeah. Yeah, we had to get a new drummer. Oh, shit, last drummer left? I mean, yeah, we fired him. Well, I mean, he did quit, actually. I mean, yeah, whatever. Why did he quit, Charlie? Because, uh, he said he got laid all the time from his DJ side project. I never got laid with our band. Uh, no, he said he got laid from way hotter chicks with his laptop garbage trash jerk-off station. Hotter chicks than when he was touring with us. Big difference, Charlie. We get laid, right? We do, like, all the time. Anyway, he was, like, the weak link, too. Drumming fucking was trash. We're, like, way hotter with Bradley anyway, too. Like, as a whole. But with our new drummer, Bradley, we're, like, definitely getting laid, like, left and right. Like, like swimming in it. Okay, well... Sounds like you guys are really making some nice improvements. Uh, I just, my only thing is, I just wish it sounded a little more uh, unique. But if that's the thing, you guys are going to find your own voice, I'm sure, over time. Listen, we're the best damn jam band right now in the fucking world, okay? Den and Company are trash. Fish are trash. Moe is trash. Humphreys is trash. Lotus is trash. Biscuits are trash. Strangies are trash. Goose is trash. Widespread is trash. Billy Strings is trash. Sound Tribe is trash. Green Sky is trash. Claypool is trash. Eggy's freaking trash. And Tapioca Pudding Project? We're LeBron Flames. You tell him, Jay! Alright, well, you guys are absolutely delusional. But at the same time, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Give it up, everybody, for Jay Dead and Charlie from Tapioca Pudding Project. All right, and our next guest today, his first time on the podcast, this guy is the frontman lead guitar player of Pigeons playing ping pong. Everybody, we are super amped to have this guy in the studio. Everybody give a warm welcome for Scrambled Greg Ormont. With the flock, dude, with the flock, is out, man. I was flocking your mom last night, man. Oh, jeez. Everybody get the flock up. Okay. What is he even talking about? I wake up every morning, chug six Red Bulls, blow a gram of cocaine, and then I run a half marathon while talking come on, Greg. to my mom. Greg, come, come join us here. She's like, Greg, you got to slow down. And I'm like, Mom, shut the flock up. Greg. First thing you need to know is that I don't give a blah. Scramble Greg. Ah, Let's go, man. Let's talk pigeons. Ah, ah, Greg, you don't need to be like this, man. No, oh, Jesus. Who here wants to flock Scramble Greg? Come on, who? You? You? Hey. Greg, got to calm down, bud. You're, you're way too much, man. Way too extra. Come on, who wants to flock? Dude, what are you on right now? Someone talking? Who's talking? I swear. Greg, come on, man. Sometimes I hear things. Sit down. Who's flocking talking about me? Way too amped up, bro. Huh? I'll flocking kill you, man. Scaring people. I'll flocking kill every single one of you. Greg, Greg, you're scaring them. Damn it. We need, we need help here. We need something. Do we have security? Security? Do we have security? All right, what do we got here? Oh, Rex, what are you doing here? I was just over here on a 211. A 211? What's that? That's when I go, I uh, take a break over at Mickey D's, get myself a number two and a number 11. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, well, uh, glad you're here because, yeah, dude, Greg here from Pigeons Playing Ping Pong is, like, out of his fucking gourd. I'm out of my flocking gourd! <laughs> you want me to get rid of this perp? He's scaring our staff members. I think we gotta get him out of here. He's just way too much. Copy that. <laughs> Yeah, I got this. I don't need backup. All right, Scramble Greg, we're going to need you to just take a step on hey, man, back. Hey, take the flock away from me, man. So I'm going to need you to calm down. And I'm going to need you 
to shut the front. All right, Dad didn't want to have to use my taser on him, ATD, but you know, job's the job. Gotta do what you gotta oh, do. Oh man, he is. What the, he what is. the fuck, man? What the fuck? All right, all right, hold on. Let me just dispose of the body here. I'm gonna bring it back over to the green room. All right. Yeah, come on there, Scrabble Greg. I'm gonna take you over to the green room and get you to chill out for a while. Do we got ping pong back there? Sure do there, Chief. All right. Thank God Rex showed up. I'm still kind of confused even what he was doing here. I mean, that's crazy. All right. I got him tied up there in the back. Rex, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was getting really out of hand here. I'm just like, what? I'm just still confused, man. Like, where did you even come from? We've been keeping an extra tight eye on Greg here for some time. You've been keeping an eye on Greg from pigeons playing ping pong? Why? Well, we believe he's sending signals to his fans, you know, through his music. Uh, what do you mean? Well, he's got song titles like Liquid, High as Five, Nothing But Flowers. Well, I think that last one is actually a Talking Heads cover. A Talking Who? Oh, well, it still could be a signal. Lots of drug references coming out of this band, I'm telling you that, ETD. What, what are you, CIA? I thought you do security for Starlin Ballroom in Sayreville, New Jersey, Rex. Yeah, that's correct. But it's been a little slow over there lately. Managing hasn't been getting quality acts into the club in a while, so we've been doing intel in the slow periods. Oh, was that important? Oh, no. Sounds like it was an accident. Oh, okay. But things over at Starland are good? Well, I can say this. Morales is high. You mean morale is high? No, no, Morales is uh, the last name of one of my guards, Ricky Morales. He's, he's always high AF. He keeps playing with his walkie-talkie, so, you know, that was probably an accident. Oh, okay. So, Rex, I gotta ask, now that I got you here and we got a minute or two, Rex, I gotta ask, what's the craziest shit you've confiscated from someone entering your venue? Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, let me think. Uh, mm, one time, some pregnant lady came out to see a show, right? And right as she was crossing through the metal detector, she fell over and started panting and screaming and going right into labor. Holy shit, dude, what? We all quickly came to her side to assist in the birth of the child right then and there. Oh my fucking God. Roger that, ATD. So I literally helped this woman push out a child, and I handed over to the lady. Everyone's clapping in line, freaking out. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, it was a truly magical moment. It was a country show. Travis Beer Guzzler, I think his name was. She was a huge fan. Travis, right? He comes out from backstage and met the woman who just had a baby. And then right then, she named her new baby boy Travis Rex. Like, after you, dude? Copy that, affirmative. That is not what I expected to hear at all. So did this lady who just had a baby, did she still go in and watch the concert? That's a negative. Uh, right after that, she tried to then proceed into the venue, and I firmly said, Ma'am, this child here is underage. This is a 21-plus club. Oh, man. That's, uh, that's pretty strict. Yeah, well, she thought I was kidding and patted me on the back and walked by me. Go, because you were kidding. No, I was serious. So I drop-kicked her to the ground and threatened to call the police for unlawful entry into a private venue. What, dude? The baby landed on the ground, but crawled into the crowd. We restrained the mother and brought her outside, and my entire team searched for the baby. Holy shit, dude. What? And? What happened? Where's the, where's the kid? Search came up empty, unfortunately. What? We're... What? Where could the baby have gone? Sir, I wish I could answer that. Uh, we came to find out that the baby was also a huge Travis Beer Guzzler fan and actually planned the entire birth right at the metal detector to sneak into the show. Really? That's, that's what you guys figured out? Yeah, the mother revealed this to us later while submitting a testimonial. Some kids will do literally anything 
to get into a 21 plus show above the Dave. Damn, I guess so. So this kid is just a missing baby? Baby? (laughs) This was several years ago above the Dave. I'd estimate this child is roughly 13 years old now, and we have no way to track him. What about going to other Travis Beer Guzzler concerts? Sounds like he was a big fan. Roger that. Uh, However, Travis Beer Guzzler is deceased. Yeah. Damn, how? I believe he died in a space voyage to Mars. (laughs) Holy shit, really? I never heard about this. I'm just joshing you, chief. (laughs) Yeah, pretty sure he died from alcohol poisoning. Okay, yeah, that probably checks out. So what else have you found? Oh, we've seen it all at Starlin. Yeah, guns, knives, bombs, boots with knives that come out of them, assault rifles, shotguns, Uzis, knives attached to spears, grenades, nunchucks, uh-huh. gloves with knives on them. Knives with more knives on them. Uh-huh. One time I searched a girl's bag, and she had a tampon that flipped open to a knife. Oh, damn, really? Yeah, we've seen lighters that became flamethrowers. Wow. Knives hidden inside rectums. Oh, yeah? Oh, many times. Yeah, I've pulled out so many things from anal cavities, I might as well be a proctologist, ADD. <laughs> I get all up in that ass like a horny Gen Zer. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Man, sticking a knife in your butt? Ugh, that sounds like a bad idea. Why do you think they call it Slayerville, New Jersey? Wait, that's a real thing? I thought us Bisco kids just called it that because the band would shred it at Starland. Oh no! Yeah, no, that's been around for centuries. Yeah, that wasn't made up from a bunch of fucking spunions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we've been calling it Slayerville forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone in Slayerville carries a knife, so we see a lot of knives. The anus, honestly, is a pretty solid spot to hold on to your knife when you need your hands. I never thought about it like that. We see it all. Lots of drugs? Every night. You Disco Biscuit fans were the worst in that department. Yeah, we party. Sorry if you don't. We've got a huge storage facility where we keep all the drugs we procure. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, we sell the ketamine to a local vet. We sell the molly to the local couples therapists. And we sell the marijuana to local dispensaries. And we flush the cocaine down the drain, if you catch my drift. Yeah, I got that. Roger that. But you Bisco heads really take that shit to the next level. (laughs) Probably not a lot of knives, though. Probably not a lot of knives, though. No, very few knives at Bisco shows, but we have found a few small bongs lodged in people's anuses. Love that tune. (laughs) One time we had a Bisco mama come up. She had an entire dab rig in her vagina. Holy shit. This whole concept of putting things in orifices is new to me. Not to me. (laughs) Standard Starlin stuff, ATD. Wow, Rex. Uh, Man, Rex, what would you say if I offered you a job here at the Lot Scene Podcast as our head of security? You serious about the Dave? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Head of security, huh? How much you paying? Uh, we'll pay double whatever you make at Starland, Rex. Holy shit, $50,000? You gotta be shitting me. Wait, you only make $25,000 a year at Starland? Yeah, why, is that bad? No, no, not bad. Yeah, and can I still snort the seized cocaine? Of course you can. Well, then you got yourself a new head of security. Yeah, I got news for you there over at Starlin, boys. I'm over and out, bitch. (laughs) All right, awesome, Rex. Glad to have you as part of the team. $50,000, holy jeez. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to get HR to quickly get you that paperwork, but uh, you've been a lifesaver today, Rex, and you know what? We'd love to have you here just watching out for us here at the podcast. Things get a little crazy sometimes, so... 
I'ma fuck you up, bitch! Oh, looks like Greg's back up. I'll take care of this. Sir, I'm gonna need you to get it back in that green room. I don't give a fuck what you want me to do. All right, we'll give it up for Scrambled Greg Ormont and Rex, everybody. That is going to be episode 43 of the Lat Scene Podcast. First and foremost, I want to thank all of my guests, Mike and Jake from Eggy. I want to thank Jay Dead and Charlie from Tapioca Pudding Project for dropping their new single here on the podcast. And I would like to thank Scrambled Greg Ormont from Pigeons Playing Ping Pong and surprise dropping guest Rex, our new head of security here on the Lot Scene Podcast. Next week, I am going to talk about the best mushroom trip of my life. And also just about mushrooms in general because they're awesome. <laughs> After that, we are going to be speaking with Neighbor. That's right. The band Neighbor is here on the podcast. Super pumped to chat with them. After that, we are going to talk to a pair of lot vendors. That's right. These are some vendors who work selling food on lot. We want to get their perspective, what it is like being out there every tour, slinging your grilled cheeses and burritos. And finally, we have Vermont's finest. That's right, Fish is here in the studio, and we have so much to talk about with them. So thank you for listening. I will see you all next week. You have a wonderful rest of your day. I have been your host, Above the Dave, and this has been The Lot.